It's Two Brain Radio. Every week, we'll deliver top-shelf tactics to help you improve your fitness business and move you closer to wealth. And now, here's your host, the most interesting man in fitness, Chris Cooper. Everybody hates their insurance company until they need their insurance company. My insurance recommendation is Von Vernon of Affiliate Guard. Before I get into this story, I want to make it clear here that I don't get any kickback for recommending Vaughn, but I've done it so many times. Whenever anybody online asks a question about insurance companies, I always say Affiliate Guard. Here's why. Years ago, when we affiliated with CrossFit, my insurance company dumped me, uh, citing quote-unquote tractor pulls that we were going to be doing, whatever the hell that is. I've never pulled a tractor in my life. Um, I've driven lots of tractors and I can tell you, I don't think I could pull one if I wanted to, but that's besides the point. At that time, the person who swooped in and saved CrossFit gyms in Canada was Joanne Legal. And if you're in Canada, I recommend talking to her, period. You don't have to talk to her first. You don't have to talk to her last. Just talk to her, period. If you're in the States though, I recommend Affiliate Guard because the program that I get through Joanne in Canada is really, really awesome and all-inclusive. Joanne's personality, though, is what keeps me with their company. In the States, Affiliate Guard is run by Von Vernon, a massive personality, a crossfitter, a jiu-jitsu guy. He drives dirt bikes. He has good-looking kids, all that stuff, and his policy is the best. It's really, really tough to tell when you're reading your policy if the benefits are the same as someone else's because they obscure stuff on purpose. It's just like taxes. However, when I'm looking at my policy, I ask myself, will that guy get up in the middle of the night and help me out? This weekend was a great example of Vaughn's personality. One of my friends and clients down in Florida had their garage door smashed open by a Mustang that was doing donuts in the parking lot. And they texted me at 6 a.m. on a Sunday and I wanted to help. So I texted Vaughn. He's two hours behind me and he responded right away. Your insurance company is not going to do that. As I said at the start of this, Everybody hates their insurance company until they need insurance. And when you do need insurance, you want them to answer the damn phone on a Sunday morning. And you want to talk to the head man and you just want to know everything's going to be okay. With Affiliate Guard, it is. Okay, so we're here today with Danielle Brown, uh, one of the top mentors in Two Brain Business. And we're talking about hiring staff. Welcome, Danny. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure as always. Uh, when you had your gym and always in my gym, we've tried to hire from within, right? But that doesn't always, it's not always an option anymore. What's going on out there? Uh, it's definitely not always an option. And actually when Jason and I owned our gym, we did, you know, I would say probably half our coaches were trained from within. And then the other half, I think once we were, you know, an established business, like down the road, it, it was, I kind of felt like we had already pulled all of our resources. You know, there was really no, no one left in the community that we could pull. So that's when I started to look outside the gym and I, I wasn't really sure how to navigate those waters. So I know now when I'm, you know, talking to some of my clients, I know the struggles that come with that. And it can be really stressful looking outside of your, your own community for talent. Yeah, I get it. So that's why uh, you and I have always spoken about like a four-stage progression, right? When the situation is perfect, we can hire from within. Um, do you want to walk us through what that stage looks like? Sure. I think when you're hiring from within, I think that there are a couple of huge benefits there. And I know, you know, when I'm mentoring clients on this particular subject, 
the big thing that I'm always looking for is that person that I want working for me, you know, their values match mine. So I know that this person is consistent. You know, what does their training schedule look like? Are they someone that disappears for weeks or months on end? Um, do they take nutrition seriously? Are they serious about recovery? And then of course, you know, personality. I know this person, if it's someone that's been in my community for some time, I know a little bit about them. So I think that's also a huge benefit. Besides that, I think that, you know, they're not coming with any bad habits, right? They're not coming from a gym and saying like, oh, we used to do it this way, or, you know, they're just coaching a totally different way than you're used to and that you're trying to teach at your own facility. So I think that those are huge benefits. And uh, if you start with uh, advanced theory course, like you recommend, that's also a great way to kind of find out if someone is genuinely interested in the opportunity because the ATC does not guarantee that you're getting, you know, a paid coaching position. It's just like, hey, do you want to learn more about what we do here? And I think that's always, that's a great step to start with. Okay. What is the ATC? The ATC uh, is the advanced theory course. So it's kind of like uh, level one. It's kind of like your CrossFit level one certification without spending a thousand bucks where people can get a taste of what coaching is like, but also what goes on behind the scenes. I think that's a really, really important piece of it because oftentimes you think like, oh man, like a CrossFit coach, that's the best job in the world. And then, you know, someone all of a sudden has that position and they're like, wow, there's a lot more to this than I thought. So I think the ATC is a great chance to kind of show them that there's a, there's just a lot more, you know, that, that CrossFit, a CrossFit coach uh, position entails. Okay. So for those who haven't read it, I'll link it in the show notes. Two Brain clients have access to our full ATC, including all the videos that I use to teach my future staff. And what I'm looking for there is like personality, you know, who can get up in front of a group without freezing up, stuff like that. Who's going to do their homework? That doesn't always work. So let's say that I don't have anybody in my box who passes those tests or the people that I do have, they, they can't coach for one reason or another. Where should I start looking outside? I would definitely start looking for like local personal trainers. I think uh, it's not the most obvious thing or not the most obvious avenue, but it can be a really great option because oftentimes, well, first off, it's way cooler to work in a CrossFit gym than it is in a Globo gym. So it's a great opportunity for them. I would much rather coach someone, you know, doing like really fun stuff like ball balls and, you know, squats with a barbell versus a Smith machine. So that's awesome. I think it's a great opportunity for them. And you're probably going to be paying them, you know, more than what they're making at their gym anyway. So I think that's also another great opportunity for them. But I think with a local PT, they're already coming from the background that they understand that a client's success is their success, right? So they know that, hey, I've, I've got to set goals with this person and I've got to give them something that's actually effective and something that's going to you know, program that's going to work for them. So they're already in that goal setting mindset, which we talk about so much in Two Brain, right? That's, we want the people in our gym sticking around for 10 years. So how do we do that? We have to give them results, right? So I think that um, that's also a really great benefit of hiring a, a local personal trainer. I think another, you know, great benefit of a personal trainer is if you don't already have an existing, you know, PT business going on in your gym, this person could literally just just focus on that, right? And just like grow that while the CEO of the gym can focus on other other stuff. They can build lots of other things and not have to worry about PT. And you know, the, the training that would have to go into that would be minimal. You know, we have to, of course have to put some initial training in place with them. But I think that 
because of the background, they would be able to pursue that and grow that on their own. Have you ever seen a gym, maybe reach out to other local gyms and say, I need somebody for six hours a week. Do you have anybody who isn't quite getting all the work they want? Yeah, um, I have. <laughs> um, I think that, what's that? You've done that yourself? Yeah, when we owned our gym, we actually reached out, um, not necessarily just for PT. We were just looking for coaches that needed more work. And I know, you know, knowing how well we were doing, I know that there's there's a lot of gyms around us that weren't doing super well. So, of course, that they, you know, they had some great coaches that we knew of that needed more. So why not give them that opportunity? So, yeah, we definitely did. I don't think it's necessarily a, a bad idea. I just think you have to be careful and set crystal clear guidelines as to what's permitted and what's not, especially, you know, I think it can get hairy if they're too close of a competitor, of course, but I think that if you've got guidelines in place, um, it can work. Okay. I, I was just speaking to a gym owner this morning where it, it did work and it was working well, but both of the gyms in question had, you know, the same continuing ed uh, plan basically that we teach in two brain. So nobody felt like, well, I'm, I'm teaching this coach everything. And then they're going back and teaching at the box. Mm-hmm. But I've also had a conversation recently where, you know, one of our box owners approached another box owner and said, I've got an opportunity. And they were just basically told to F off. You're not stealing my coaches. So that mindset's out there too, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, okay. the pie is big enough. The pie is big enough for everyone. I think um, my husband says it all the time. If, if everyone is doing great, it just, you know, levels the playing field. And then we've got to be, we've got to be super great. <laughs> okay, great. So um, stage one, find somebody from within. If that doesn't work, we go to stage two, hire a local fitness professional. What happens if that doesn't work? I would definitely look around for our local schools, colleges, universities, uh, especially if they've got um, like sports um, or exercise science rather program or a kinesiology program. Look for students that are hungry and need an internship. I think that that is one of the most difficult things for college students. I know I really struggled with this. The idea that you can't really get practical application of, you know, the skill that you're trying to learn. It's a lot of education, but actually practicing in the field, uh, that opportunity is really hard to come by. So I think that if you can approach you know, people that are running the exercise departments and say, hey, do you have any students that you think would be interested in interning with us for you know, a few months at a time and actually getting some hands-on experience? I think that's a super great option as well. Okay. Who would they talk to at like a college or university? I would go right to the college counselor. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what I would think. Do you have a better option? No. I mean, what happened with me, this would have been 96, is uh, an internship fell apart at a training facility in Illinois. I was living in Canada, and the facility owner or manager just happened to know uh, one of the teachers at my school and called and said, Deb, uh, do you have any interns? And she said, no, uh, but I've got a junior. He doesn't even need an internship until next year, but um, I don't know what he's doing, and he's pretty good. And and. The job started four days later and I packed up and moved to Illinois and took it. So a lot of the times when you call these schools, even if they don't have a senior ready for an internship, they might have like a great junior. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Actually at the CrossFit gym that I go to now, there's a couple of uh, college students entering there. And I think the great thing about it is at that age, you know, you're hungry to learn. You're not like, you know, I am old and washed up and burnt out. (laughs) So you're going to find people that are 
really hungry and they really want to be there. Yeah. I know in our ATC right now, um, we have a young guy. He is a junior in university and, you know, he's like, how much shadowing am I allowed to do? How can I get more? What if I come in at 6 a.m.? You know, and it, just with that attitude, you know, he's going to go far. Absolutely. Okay. So phase one, uh, you hire from within, you run the ATC, you choose by personality and train for skill. Uh, phase two, you find somebody with good skills already locally and you filter for personality. Phase three, you go to the local university. What's phase four day? Phase four and uh, phase four would be like looking online, you know, on like a paid per site, like indeed.com is one that has been super successful for me. And I know the go-to, um, I'm not sure if it's like this in Canada, but uh, the go-to for us is definitely Craigslist. But you can get, you know, if you've ever posted anything on Craigslist, if you've even tried to sell a piece of furniture, there's a lot of flaky people, you know, just kind of like trolling around on Craigslist. So you end up getting, um, you know, you could end up getting a lot of candidates that are interested, but not genuinely interested in, in what it takes. So I think that using a um, job posting site that requires you to, you know, pay to post and pay to search, I think you get a lot more authentic um, talent that way. So I used Indeed.com several times at my gym, and I want to say this was a while ago, so it could have changed, but I want to say it's somewhere between 25 and 50 bucks to like uh, post a job and also to search. But I had a, a lot more luck finding you know, CrossFit coaches with experience and like, you know, super awesome profiles on Indeed.com a lot more than I did uh, with Craigslist. So is it worth paying for a service then? Oh, 100%. I think in my first month ever using Indeed, you know, again, this is a couple of years ago, but I want to say I had in 30 days, something like 15 people apply for a coaching position. So that, you know, saved me a ton of time. I scheduled, you know, several interviews with probably 10 of those candidates. And out of those, I, I got three great ones. So yeah, absolutely worth it. Okay. And in a moment, we're going to be bringing uh, Jeremy Augusta on the show. He is the founder of barbelljobs.com. But Danny, what was the worst hiring experience you ever had? Oh, geez. I have, I've had a couple, but you know, one thing that I have learned from Ken, one of our two brain mentors is really just the idea that the personality values philosophy of the people that I'm hiring is so much more important than experience because I used to just look at resumes, right? And this happened like two times where we actually went through the process of, you know, bringing someone in, having one quick conversation, maybe like a 30 minute conversation. And all of a sudden I'm like, cool, you're ready to go out on the gym floor. And, you know, my community seeing this person. So I'm putting this person in a position of, of authority and like within five minutes, I'm like, Oh boy, this is, this is a terrible idea. You know, just, totally lied about their experience, being able to manage big classes. You know, we had classes like upwards of 20 people and they had no management skills at all. So um, we've had that happen a a couple times. So those are always disastrous. And I think, um, you know, leading with your why, your belief system, that's way more important to me now. And if I ever open a gym again in the future, that's what I'm going to be focused on is, you know, who this person is versus what their experience is. That would be kind of my biggest piece of advice when hiring. So uh, hire for personality, train for skill, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It cost me about 170,000 to learn that lesson too. But, you know, that's really why we've geared the ATC the way we have now. And that's why even if somebody's in phase two, hiring a personal trainer, we'll typically let the box pass the personal trainer interview process along to its clients. 
and teach their clients how to do that and then rate that personal trainer. And that's a big part of their interview. So, uh, Danny, thanks so much. This has been super helpful and we'll get Jeremy on the call here. Awesome. Thanks, Coop. All right. All right, guys. Uh, we are now joined by Jay Augusta of barbelljobs.com. He is the founder. He's reaching us by phone, and we're going to talk to Jay about uh, how hard it is to find staff and coaches from outside the gym. Uh, what are some first steps you can take in doing that? What qualifications are we looking for? How do we test these people? But first, uh, Jay has a really interesting backstory. I'd like him to share that with us. So, Jay, uh, are you there, man? All right. So I have a uh, strength conditioning gym in a really little small town in uh, Lamar, Missouri. We, uh, we focus on Olympic lifting, power lifting, strongman uh, events. We've got our fitness classes too, but people in our gym really focus on increasing absolute strength. Being a little town, we, uh, we've grown really well. We've got about 150 members in a town of 4,000, which is pretty spectacular. The uh, issue that I've had is trying to create more gyms. The, uh, and being in this little area, there's no one that's highly qualified. I can, cre I can create my own people, which I have for my gym. But normally when you have members that come up, they, uh, that come up and become coaches, they already have jobs, full-time careers, don't want to make the transition at that point in their life, which is absolutely understandable. It's a big leap for any of us as uh, we're going to be coaching full-time. So, that's been really hard to get people to just be willing to make the jump. You know, so I can, I'm trying to open up another location, and it's, it's been nearly impossible. I'm on the message boards on Facebook, the uh, owners groups, and I see people all the time in the same position. Trying to open up a gym, trying to hire new coaches. Everyone gives the same advice, that same generic advice of hire from within. Great if it works, but it doesn't often. If it did, people wouldn't be posting so much trying to find coaches. Yeah. So. So I've uh, seen my own problem, seen the problem that everyone else has. We've created barbelljobs.com. It is a uh, website that focuses specifically on the fitness industry and finding coaches, connecting coaches with the people who are ready to make that jump, who want a career in uh, helping people to increase their quality of life while adding years to their life. Okay, Jay, so let's talk about hiring from within first. You know, what experience have you had with that? Well, it's been difficult to a point because a lot of people cannot make the time commitment. Like in my gym, before you're allowed to get any certification, you've got to do your 100 hours of shadowing. Once you do your 100 hours of shadowing, then we'll send you off to get whatever specialty certification that you need, whether it's they want to do the CFL one or USA weightlifting or uh, the West Side uh, special, special strength certification, whatever that is. A lot of people... You know, they want to, they have interest in, they just can't make that time commitment. And I'm sure most gyms are like men, don't want to take a member and just say, all right, you're a coach now. Or go do this weekend certification and we're going to start coaching you. So that's been that's been difficult for a lot of people that I've talked to. I, uh, I admin a uh, USA weightlifting club owners forum and everyone has that same issue. Really? The uh, Another issue that you run into is if, when you, when you hire from within, normally the guy who's going to become a coach is everybody's buddy. You know, there's not that level of authority there that's been put in place because they've known him for so long. Yeah, it's true. That's, uh, you know, so it's, yeah. Sometimes it does feel easier to hire from within, but honestly, uh, you could kind of be creating this silo effect too, right? Where they've only ever learned from you. 
you've only ever learned from the guy before you, and and so you're not broadening your scope of expertise. Okay. Yeah, that's that's exactly correct. Because you know, if you hire from within, everyone who uh, comes up under you, at the most, know exactly what you know until you send them off for different experience or certifications. Yeah. So every time you do hire from within, you're basically adding a watered down version of yourself. Which and the members are going to know that the members of your gym is going to realize. All right, Jeremy is the one with all the knowledge. This is a person who has learned a lot, but is not Jeremy. I want to learn from Jeremy. You know, Jeremy's the one I've always known. Or if you hire, uh, you hire from within, turn a person into a coach. You know, that person's probably the same guy that's been going out and drinking with everyone when they uh, go have a party or whatever that, that case may be. So it's hard for them to look at them with the authority that's needed to effectively coach and instruct them. Okay. Yeah, it's that proximity bias, right? Like, how can you be my coach? You're my best friend. Absolutely. I've been guilty of that myself when I was a member of CrossFit Mayhem in Johnson, or uh, Melee in Johnson City, Tennessee. One of my buddies became a coach, and in my head I was like, I know more than this guy. i got to be more clean than him. And being young and more immature, it was uh, – Really hard to separate so what are some mistakes that people make when they're looking outside their gym for for help for coaches for trainers or for staff well the hardest part is actually finding someone that uh, you mesh with well um, okay i've seen a few people the horror story horror stories of uh they find someone which is basically anyone they want to grow so bad they need to start taking time off they're getting burned out so the first thing they find they grab a hold of and all right this is my new coach and you really don't know that person really well, or you may not have similar teaching styles that mesh really well, which uh, can cause, it, it may be an immediate satis- satisfaction of I can finally take a day off versus there's now about potential cancer in my community that I'm going to have to deal with down the road because we didn't properly vet this person or uh, it's nose person well enough. How can we possibly stop that from happening, you know? How can we possibly make sure that we are choosing the right person? All right. So this is the beautiful part of uh, what I've done with Marvel Business or MarvelJobs.com. They uh, it's set up to where the people who are looking for these positions can create their own profile that employers can go through. What it's got on there is just, you have your basic, here's your resume, but we go deeper than that because I'm sure like, you know, like me, you, and everyone who listens are – highly motivated people you, you cannot be uh you, you can't not be motivated to do what we do for a living right so what the way we got it set up is there's a place in there where one you go beyond your resume you talk about your passions of yourself really awesome. open yourself up you know like my passion is learning more about the nervous system the way it applies to training everything that i read about is always about nervous system training i love it 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 thrills me to death I want the world to know what I know about it. And there, you know, so there's a place in there to put that information. There's also a place to link to your YouTube video and we, or to your YouTube channel, which is really important. A lot of people really need to take advantage of that because if you're putting out YouTube content, your prospective employer can see things to the world. They can get an idea of the kind of personality you have, of the kind of energy that you have, of your knowledge base, of how you're interacting with the camera and people around you. Because, you know, we need content as uh, gyms to market and brand ourselves. And if you are showing yourself the kind of content you can create, that's going to give a giant look into uh, what you bring to the table on that. 
Okay. What are some questions? So somebody is like reading the bio of a trainer online. Obviously we know they're really going to like fluff up their strong points. How do I flesh out what the weaknesses are and then I can try and solve them? Well, luckily at that point we can contact them directly. It's uh, to browse the profiles to contact these people. Yeah. It's not something that the employer has to pay for. We want to, we're trying to create a, uh, basically like a LinkedIn for the, in the side of the fitness community in our fitness world here. So you're going to be able to look and see these people. And again, this is going to come back to uh, what these people are doing on the, on YouTube and their YouTube channel. Granted, a lot of their strong points are going to come through, but if you're watching them, you're, you're getting to actually see them before you ever meet them. And if you're seeing they're not making eye contact with the camera, if they're, let their shoulders slump forward when they're getting ready to go into a clean or anything that uh, just doesn't chat well in their teaching sense with you. I, I think that brings a ton of value so you can actually assess some weaknesses as well beyond the normal sit down for an interview, tell me a strength, tell me a weakness. Yeah, for sure, man. What should your interview process look like after you find somebody you like? Well, for me, I'm, I'm, try- I'm still trying to open up another gym right now. I'm basically trying to give yeah. someone a gym. So at this point, I have a way, the, the website actually gives me a way to pre-filter people. Okay. So if people go onto the website, they can do a couple of things. They can either set up a job alert. So when uh, people are wanting who want to become coaches, a lot of people are setting up job alerts, but they're not making their in-depth profile. So if someone sets up a job alert, I get an email from saying, hey, I found your uh, site on, uh, or your job posting on barbelljobs.com. Um, I'm interested. Can you tell me more? I already know that one, this person is not ha- is not the highly motivated individual I'm really looking for, because he only took the time to set up a job alert, which takes all of 20 seconds. So, and what I'm looking for is the people who are a going to go into the profile, create the profile, show I am motivated, I am wanting this, I, I want to further my career. I'm taking every step that this website is telling me to. So I can achieve the success. If uh, someone sends me an email, they got my job alert, but they do not have a profile. I'm going to thank them for their time, but they're not going any further. Now, if someone has, if someone uh, sets up their profile, we mesh well. I like what I see. Then at this point, we're going to do some coaching one-on-one with them. We're going to bring this person out, and we're going to let them guest coach in my gym. And that's really going to be the interview process. I don't, for me, for example, the certifications are nice. But we all know that most certifications can be gotten a day or two with a piece of paper. For me, you know, you spend a few hundred dollars, you get your your one day or two day certification. For me, and I'm sure for a lot of other people out there, I want people who have been doing this for a while that have the experience, who uh, can show firsthand what their knowledge is beyond what a piece of paper shows. Okay. You know, for example, you know, I've got two uh, I've got two bachelor's degrees. One's in logistics management. I know nothing about logistics. So even though I've got the piece of paper that says I do, in all reality, I don't. You know, I can do the same thing for anything else. If I want to interview with someone, if this is the person who I'm going to invest my time, my money in, and uh, the people who I look at as family being my members, our interview process is going to be in-depth, one-on-one, coaching that much yet. But okay. that's me. I, everyone doesn't need to go that far. Jay, what would you say like the natural lifespan of a coach is? It, let's say that the coach is going full-time, yeah, how many years can you really maintain a full-time pace as a coach? Well, that's going to depend on the situation. I, uh, I've been a part of quite a few gyms, and I've seen coaches go in a little as a year or two just because they were still either, A, 
uh, still paying for their membership or B, not really appreciated. But at the same time, I've seen coaches who have gone from ground level who now run their own gyms because of uh, profit sharing. Um, I, I think profit sharing is the way to really get the people that you want. There, there can be uh, many different levels of that and how it's done. But uh, me, I want someone. Okay, guys, I think we might have just lost Jay there briefly. His phone dropped off. But if you have questions, feel free. Uh, just post them here. The first part of this webinar was actually recorded yesterday with Danielle. We were talking about the four different stages to hiring. So that first stage is train somebody from within. And as you, know, as you guys know, that's my preference, if you can find the right personality. The second stage is, of course, find somebody local. So maybe there's another local gym who uh, is using trainers but can't give them as much work as they want. And then the third stage, of course, is uh, go to a college or university. This fourth stage, if you have to hire outside the gym, this is when you would go to um, a service. A lot of people are using like Indeed right now. Problem is that if you're using something like Indeed... I'm back. I apologize. Uh, no problem, Jake. Uh, I was just kind of bridging it and, and uh, regrouping for everybody. Uh, if you're using something like Indeed, the problem is there's no guarantee that like the best trainers are also on Indeed, right? So that's why our barbell jobs, I think, is really going to close up the gap. Um, Jay, you're just starting to tell us something about like a bonus structure. Do you want to finish your thought on that? Yeah. Um, I, I think, I, I truly believe that our our country, our southern hemisphere as a whole has undergone what I refer to as a uh, strength culture change. We, we're... If you look back in history, our guys, the uh, our country for a long time, the U.S., Canada, was focused on endurance. Um, and a lot of that comes from U.S. military research. It's a really interesting history on that. But now the strength culture has taken over. People aren't worried about being skinny. People are realize the effects of being healthy by strength training, the effects it can have on your body. And I don't think this is going away. Uh, thank you, CrossFit, for branding and making this explosion happen. But no matter, this is going to stay. And I believe coaches are going to uh, be around for a very long time. I don't think this is going to uh, be a bubble that pops very quickly, kind of like the LMA bubble did. People are always going to want to become stronger, become healthier. They want to increase their quality of life by adding years to that life. Coaches can be in here for the long run. I think they can make a lot of money. And I think the best way to attract the best coaches, the people who do want to be here for the long run, is to use uh, profit sharing. The, uh, you know, for example, the gym I'm trying to open, we're going to do a base salary plus profit sharing, which means, you know, for me, I've always loved uh, working on commission simply because I eat what I kill. I know the harder I work, the uh, more benefits I receive, the more money I make. And I'm a person that absolutely loves that. By offering profit sharing, other people who, if you're in the fitness community as a coach, trainer, what have you, you're a motivated individual. You know how hard you work. You take care of your body. You're ready to go hard every day. So if you offer profit sharing, the harder that someone works, the more they'll return, the more they'll get in the, the return of it. And I really think that's the way to cultivate really effective coaches that will be with you for the long term versus a coach who's going to be with you know, I'm going to go open a mountain. Right. Okay. So there's a bunch of different compensation models out there, definitely. 
when you are, you know, when you find the right person, I mean, how do you introduce them to your community? Well, we have people who I brought up to my gym, and the way I've done it before the person gets there, you know, we all have our uh, members-only groups on Facebook. I'm very, I'm a very transparent person with my members. I always let them know exactly what's going on. And so giving your members a heads up, saying, hey, we've got this person. This is their credentials. This is why I feel like this is a good person, uh, a good fit for our fitness family. Um, the members are always going to follow the coach on what they uh, on what they believe what, because of it. You know, they're paying us. They trust us for our knowledge and our uh, our judgment on these matters. So if the members see that you trust this person, that you're behind this person, they're going to accept that mostly. If, and if they, it takes a little bit of time, that's fine as well. But just knowing that the coach is behind this person will give the members a reason to want to trust and be behind this person as well. Okay. Sounds great. Um, so tell us a little bit more about barbelljobs.com. How does that work, Jake? All right. So the way it's set up is someone that wants to be an employer who's looking for uh, who's looking for their coaches, they go on to barbelljobs.com. They set up their employer profile. They post their jobs. And uh, at that point, there's already people, like I was saying earlier, that have job alerts set up. There's uh, quite a few people who they've created their uh, profiles looking for jobs and have chose to uh, not have them public. I think just because they're, they may have not talked to their head coach yet saying that they were, they were looking for something else. But the, the gyms will set up their profile, look, put in exactly what they're looking for, and once they do that, they can browse pro, they can browse the uh, employee profiles. They can browse the profiles of people who are saying, "I'm here. I'm looking for a job. I'm one of. I'm in the fitness industry for a while." And at the same time, they can also, when they do that, certain keywords that people put in, they'll get uh, alerts whenever these new jobs are set up as well. So employers set their profile, and then they're available to the world. Which the way we're setting it up too is we're doing a, of course we're using Google Ads, uh, Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing to make sure that the people who are looking for the jobs are right people. These jobs are going to get in front of, so it's not going to be just on the website. It's also going to get blasted through other uh, other job boards, which aren't as industry specific, but will help get the word out. And you know the employer doesn't have to pay for those other job boards. There's going to be there's Facebook marketing, uh, internet marketing, all across social media platforms. So when someone uh, does post this job, it's going to get seen by thousands of people. Oh, and it's that simple. Uh, okay. There's also a place for uh, seminar presenters as well, because we got so many people in our industry that have really specialized knowledge. Yeah. You know, like I was saying earlier, my thing is yeah. the nervous system and accommodating resistance. I want to spread the gospel of accommodating resistance to uh, USA weightlifting coaches. So people with the specialized knowledge can set up their profile as a seminar presenter. So employers can, you know, like me, I love bringing in people with special knowledge for my members to learn from. So that gives me a platform to find these people, like Lynn Pendelay or Tyler Mitten, who does our nutrition seminars, or anyone else who may have had some uh, specialized knowledge that I can find them easily, connect with them, say, hey, come on down. Okay, that's cool. So people can post their seminar stuff on there too. Absolutely, yes. Which I think that in itself will be big for the fitness industry 
just so the people with that knowledge can have an outlet to really find people and get it out. Because I do seminars as well, and finding the right people to do them for to make those connections is pretty difficult. Yeah, I'll agree with that. A lot of people do want to host a seminar, um, but they might not be as, as ready to host as they think they are. Okay, Jay, well, um, I'm going to turn this questions here in a moment. So folks, if you're listening and you have questions, please go ahead and post them below. Give me some, give me some stories so far, Jay. I know it's a really new service. Have you had any successes already you want to share? We're pretty, we're a very new service. Right now we've got a, a couple employers who've been putting out jobs who haven't found the right person yet. And what it's really going to come down to is uh, the people looking for the jobs, filling out their profiles. Um, you know, the biggest thing we have right now that's happening is people are setting up 30 job alerts a day. You know, people finding the website, setting up the job alerts, but they're not taking the time to fill out their profile, put in their uh, YouTube channel, explain what they're passionate about. And the people who do go that extra step, they're the ones who are going to become the general managers. They're the ones that are going to become the head coaches. I'd say like you're almost selling yourself on there. So just like you would sell yourself on Facebook, I think that video might be super important. Yeah, the uh, I think the most the biggest part about this is getting the video in front of prospective employers. Because for me, before I try and you know bring someone out, I want to see what they've been doing. I want to see the knowledge that they've been sharing. I want to see their coaching style, their the techniques that they use. Because yeah. you know someone on paper may look like a really great individual. But if they're, uh, if I find their video and or their YouTube page. All right, guys, we might have dropped Jay again there. So I'm going to share a little story. We had a gym out in Brooklyn that was trying to hire somebody new. And uh, they had this qualified applicant. She looked amazing on paper. Uh, she was coming in from Vegas even, I think. And uh, so I suggested they ask for a video of her coaching class. And the video was horrible, not just from like an editing perspective, but she didn't do a great job. And the guys were almost thinking like, did she send us this by accident? Because it's, it wasn't a great highlight of her skills. So um, I think a, a great method for interviewing people might be to ask them, can I see a video of you coaching? If they can't produce one, you know, if the video isn't that great, then maybe we start to think about, is this person going to be able to produce content for my gym? Uh, are they going to be bad on social media anyway? At this stage in the game, there's, there's no reason that a coach can't produce meaningful video. And a lot of them will even have like their own YouTube channel too, even if they're working at another gym. Okay, Jay, we're back. Okay. With you. So I, I just told a little uh, story about sharing video content between coaches and prospective employers. We don't have a lot of questions here, but Jay, is there anything else you want to add about Barbell Jobs or any little tips you want to give people who are either looking for jobs or trying to find the right coaches? For the people who are trying to find the coaches, I really suggest being as detailed as possible in what you're looking for in an individual because um, as people find out about this service, it's going to grow pretty quickly. The, uh, so when you're putting the information out there, be as detailed as you really can be to make sure that you are getting the right people that you're looking for. We've made sure this isn't like monster.com or any of the other job sites where you can just click a whole bunch and hit a button and it applies to everything. If, pe if people are going to apply to your job, we've made it uh, where it's not just a click and you're done to apply. We won't be able to really fill out the information. So we need the job, uh, the, the gyms, to really be as detailed as possible. We don't want this to be a generic service. We want it to be the service for staffing your business. And 
you know, like everything that we do, whether it's in the gym or in life, we need to do it the very best that we can to make sure we're getting the very best results that we can possibly have. Yeah. And same thing for the people who are looking for the jobs. You've got to be detailed when you're setting up your profiles. Uh, put pictures on there. Um, explain what you're passionate about. Explain why you stand out about the entire crowd on Tuesday. Be in depth. Let the world see what makes you special. Market yourself. Sell yourself. Because guess what? Sales is a huge part of being a coach. Sell yourself to uh, your employer, and they'll sell you to their uh, to their members. And that's how you get a job. That's how you grow. That's how you become financially stable, changing uh, the quality of life for people all over. Okay, man, that's that's a great place to end it. So, Jay, thanks a lot. Uh, if you are a Two Brain family member, Jay has something for you over at barbelljobs.com. Uh, everybody else listening, I think this is kind of just the starting point of what could be a fantastic resource for the CrossFit and the strength and conditioning community. We'll see you on that site. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, buddy.